Welcome to the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with emerging artists and industry leaders about all things paper flowers. Through this podcast, we hope to continue to share knowledge, connect all of us together, and elevate the artistry of each and every one of us. Hello, I'm Quinn Wen. I'm Jesse Chu. I'm Priscilla Park. Our mission is to share, connect, and elevate the paper floral industry. We are some of the voices behind the Paper Floors Collective. Welcome to our podcast, Paper Talk. This episode is brought to you by Cartfinney, the American distributor of Italian fine crepe paper. Cartfinney offers crepe paper in more than 140 beautifully rich colors and in various weights and qualities, such as lightweight 60 gram, water resistant 140 gram, and solid ombre and metallic 180 gram. Our favorite. Italian made crepe paper has superior stretch, workability, and sturdiness. The perfect medium for paper floor art. Find out more about their crepe paper on their website at www.cartfinney.com. Let's talk about their 180 and all their amazing colors. I know that I use it a lot for my large paper flower installations, even though I use it for my small ones, which is completely different. I think one of the biggest thing is like stretching out your paper first and then cutting it will give you a different look than when you cut it and then stretch it afterwards. Yeah, it has amazing stretchability, almost 200%. And I think that's what makes it so versatile. Like you said, stretching it before you work with it, but it's also stiffer than the finer crepe paper, whether it's a lightweight 60 grams or the German fine crepe paper. And so, like you said, it's perfect for those large flowers. Mm-hmm. Structurally, it holds it very, very well. Yeah. And the large rolls, it comes in 20 inch wide, eight feet long. So you it get lasts a lot of yeah, you get your bang for your bang buck. For your buck. <laughs> Definitely. And also, oh my God, let's talk about the colors. I love mm-hmm. the ombre. They have the pink and the white, which is mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. I even love their, they have even a metallic ombre color, which is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You can choose between the silver, the copper, and the gold tones, or you can just do the straight like silver metallic or the copper metallic or the gold. And they have like two different golds, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And they're solid colors. The ones that we use the most. Yes. Colors are just oh amazing. They come in vibrant colors, but then some other colors are more subtle. Yes. Each of them though, are referenced by both a name and a different number. So we can be very specific about which color we're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say if you haven't explored the Tiffany Turner line yet, she's always coming out with new colors. I believe she just came out with her second color this year, which is amazing. The Distant Drums. Mm, my Coco, favorite. I mean, the Distant Drum and the Coco Loco are rose type. And just having that color, like you don't need to color, is such a great thing to have on hand. So, I mean, I would have to say out of all of the colors, I love the Distant Drums and the Coco Loco. I like the green leaf for the versatility. I mean, yes. we talked about in Design Master, you can also use the space on the greens. And I have to say Goldenrod. I use Goldenrod a lot for my centers. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I love all of them. I just have no <laughs> preference at all. If I could have the whole line, which I actually have quite a bit of crepe paper because for my subscription box, I, I try to give out a whole bunch of different colors to the members. And it's so much fun to be able to say, you want a swatch of this or a swatch of that because you just need a little bit for a flower here and there. But to experiment and to color with is really great. Yeah. So find out more about Cartfinney and their crepe paper on their website at www.cartfinney.com. Welcome everyone to the podcast Paper Talk. We are so excited to welcome Eileen Lim from Miss Petal and Bloom. Thank you. Welcome. welcome. It's really great to be here. I'm so happy. It's great to finally talk to you in person. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm still a bit um, starstruck. So. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. No, you, still, 
all the way around. I, no, 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 no. I still. I agree. It's still the other way around. So, okay. I remember when I first started. I remember seeing your page, and I was like, "Oh wow, this girl has a very like." Kate Spade kind of vibe going oh. with the colorful, vibrant, happy yes. blooms. You have a unique way mm-hmm. of taking photos of your flowers as well that oh, make okay. your products and your flowers and your bouquets very recognizable. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, and generally, um, I remember thinking, "Wow, like she's she's really successful." I know. <laughs> nah, it's just it's just it's just Instagram. It's it's not all that glamorous. I'm just taking my photos on the floor. Really, I just put construction paper or cardstock and I put my flowers and I'm just okay take pictures and, and that's it so yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. we would thank not you. have guessed yeah, it's, really, it's really on the floor <laughs> yes yay for floors yes you can anything, do anything anyway <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you started I mean obviously I told you how I found your page on Instagram but how did um how did you start um it's really actually through Instagram as well I think I've always loved crafting ever since I was young and, you know, I was just um, looking for like a new hobby. And then I stumbled on Margie's Instagram page, which is just amazing. Like her paper flowers are so unique. And so, you know, she has such a positive vibe to her as well, which is so inspiring. So I went to um, investigate what paper she was using and I did my research. And then I actually reached out to Margie and she's just so nice. She, you know, gave me so much good advice. And yeah, she, she really kind of encouraged me to take that step. And so I just, you know, I shipped in the crepe paper from Cartotanica Rossi. I did my first few experiments, which was really bad. But, you know, eventually I really fell in love with it. And that's how, you know, I, I started out. Yeah. That's amazing. So do you mainly use 180 yes. Italian crepe paper? I think it's because I'm in Singapore and that there really is nobody selling crepe paper here. So I always have to ship them in. And I just find that having just kind of having this uniform 180 GSM, it's easier for me instead of keeping stock of like, oh, 180 and 100 GSM. I just don't want to deal with too many numbers. So I just stick to just one, yes, one exactly. um, of paper. Yeah, for sure. That's great. I mean, your flowers oh, are just beautiful. You understand your medium, that 180 Italian crepe paper, you know it inside <laughs> out, you know how to yeah. manipulate it, you know how to form it to beautiful roses and oh. peonies and so many gorgeous florals. Oh. Thank you. But yeah, I think anyone who's, you know, been doing it for so long, I'm sure, you know, it, it comes as second nature because I really do it like almost every day. And I think now it's it's just like, oh, it's, it comes very naturally to me. So I'm sure anyone, you know, who wants to try it out, as long as you practice regularly, I'm sure they'll be able to do it as well. That's such a great advice. So how did you come oh, up with your it's, name? It's so random. It's <laughs> I just, it was just a random thought in my head. And, you know, I, I think I'm drawn to like whimsical things. And to me, the name sounded whimsical and cute. And I was like, okay, sure. It's a bit long, but I think it, reflects my personality so I just I just stuck with it yeah thank you I mean a lot of people ask me if it means anything and I'm like uh, no it doesn't really <laughs> it just it just sounds cute I know I get the yeah. same with my name too pink and posy it's so funny because a lot of people say is pink your favorite color and pink is not my favorite color it's so funny it was funny because the reason why I came up with the word pink and posy is I used to own a catering oh, business I didn't know that and it was called oh. posy because I wanted to open up actually 
a bakery shop. But then when I started cooking a lot, people wanted more of my savory. And so I did a full on catering business that did savory and sweet. And so that name kind of stuck. And then when I tried to think of a name for my business, I was like, everyone just says, why can't you use Sweet Posy? And I was like, I can't use it because I actually sold it to someone else. Someone else has the right for it. And so I was thinking, well, everyone loved the word Posy. So I actually have spelled it P-O-S-I-E. And it's so funny. I get so many people saying posse, <laughs> like cowboy posse. I was like, yeah, posse, <laughs> And so I changed it to the traditional spelling of P-O-S-E-Y as a pocket yeah, full of oh posy. So, yeah. And so it means little flowers. And so a lot of people was like, well, pink and posy. And I was like, yeah, that yeah, just rolls really off has really a nice ring to it. So yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't imagine any other color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what other color would roll off like know, that, right? right? Purple and posy. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no. So it was stuck and now everyone thinks I love cake, which is so funny. <laughs> oh, good thing there's lots of flowers that are pink. Yes. Kind of makes sense anyway. Yes, it's a good, it's a good color true. to be stuck yeah. And also brides, they, they love do. pink. That is true. They do. Absolutely. So Eileen, how did you find your style? Um, I mean, because your flowers are, you said that your brand or your the name of your brand reflects right. you. Yeah. And some of their flowers, I mean, they're, they've got personality, I would say. Oh, really? And even though you say you, you, you know, your opinion is if somebody is, has worked with the crepe paper for three years, they should have some sort of familiarity with it. Right. I think that's true, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can find a style that reflects a certain aesthetic or themselves or the personality. So tell us a little bit about your style. How did you find right. it? That's, yeah, that's a really good point. I don't really have a good story. I think it just naturally came out. It's just naturally what I, I gravitate towards you know just like I actually really like pink so <laughs> so I, I gravitate to it you know the pink colors the red and I just I don't know like I, I don't know if it's a artistic instinct or something like that so when I craft my flowers I I know when it's right like it doesn't have to be perfect but I know when it's wrong or right um, according to like whether it suits my style I guess or it reflects my personality so I just kind of follow that gut instinct and mm. you know follow what I, I like the colors I like you know that kind of fluffy feel because I, I, I like my flowers to be like big and poofy mm-hmm. and cute so yeah I, I don't really have like a, a good so for that it, it's just like based on my gut feeling and I think your personality mm-hmm. as the more I talk to you and I follow you I feel like you have such oh, a bubbly yeah. happy yeah. personality and it translates oh, to your flower you. yeah I'm, I'm glad that oh, you pointed it out because I don't know I think I think crafting just really has made me a much happier person you know like if, if I wasn't crafting I don't think I'll be I wouldn't have pulled out this side of myself which is more bubbly and just I, I I don't know yeah more, more bubbly and more open I think I would be a yeah. bit more shy and introverted so I, somehow crafting has really brought out this side of me and just I think being exposed to the community the people flower community in the US has really helped as well because I've just seen your interactions on social media and everyone very open and warm and friendly and somehow that's right it's Love it's that. kind of mm-hmm. like it's very easy mm-hmm. to be inspired by that and it's contagious almost like yes. if the community was cold you know I think I would be a bit shut off as well but everyone is so open and they're so willing to share mm-hmm. which makes me want to share too because mm-hmm. I'll be like I want to be a part of this this community so I, I think that's one of the reasons as well yeah and one thing I absolutely love what you do is you share other people posts oh, about yeah. the flowers that you love it's called yeah, Monday, Monday Blue Crush I, yes. I did that oh, mainly because when I first started out I remember being so um, kind of anxious about how to grow my following 
following. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know following isn't like um, your Instagram following isn't the key to success or anything like that. But I do kind of recognize that it is kind of important to gain exposure. And I was very lucky to have different in the industry in Singapore who helped me to, you know, like to boost my posts and to, you know, give me shout outs. And I just wanted to like give um, back. do that. Yeah, to, to yeah, give free. back and do that for other people. Yeah. who you know are still growing so I was just like okay you know why not just we all share each other's work no harm can mm-hmm. come from it we you know we mm-hmm. can all gain from it so, so yeah I just thought it'll be good so true <laughs> yeah uh, oh thank you I've been missing out a few Mondays but it's okay <laughs> I know you have to <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> yeah, I haven't been doing a very good job on posting on Instagram. I had so much in my life happening right now that's just been so Oh my gosh, yeah. I, know. I, I hope uh, it's not too stressful for you. Yeah, you do so <laughs> very busy, uh, even in your Instagram post. So I was just like, oh no, are you are you okay? I just feel like, I'm just going to say it, I've had a series oh, of unfortunate oh. events that have just been happening. It's just kind of like oh. I can't catch up. And sometimes you yeah. just need to take a break on certain things to kind of yeah. I think that, social media so. breaks are helpful once in a while. I, I oh, do yeah. To you know, I just force myself not to be on Instagram. I think it's refreshing when you come mm-hmm. back after a while. It really Absolutely. is. Yeah. I mean, you you're, you're talking about our community here, but what's the community like in Singapore? Oh, okay. So we are a very small country. <laughs> I know, but a lot of people. Yes. Small, but a lot of people. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We have a lot of yes. people. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. Our, our people florist community here, I think, is pretty small as well. I actually don't know a lot of local paper florists. I think less than five. I think I only know less than five. And some of them are, you know, not full time. They are probably just doing this as a site. Um, hobby. So it is very small, which is kind of good because um, from the business point of view, it's not too competitive and we kind of all know each other. So it's still a very kind of, I, I think we all kind of understand each each other's style that we all each have um, a niche. So we don't feel, I mean, I, I don't think it's like any kind of threatening kind of atmosphere. It's still very good. Uh, it's just that we, I think we want to grow bigger. We want more people to know about what we do because mm-hmm. um, I think in US, I think a lot of people have this kind of knowledge of what paper flowers or quick paper flowers are. But in Singapore, the idea of paper flowers is usually the standard cut stock paper flowers. They don't really understand what quick paper flowers are. So I do get so many inquiries about people asking me, oh, can, can you make these paper flowers? And I'm like, oh, sorry, that's not my kind of paper. I use crepe paper. So it's very different and it's priced very differently as well. So I think what we want to do here. I, I, or at least I want to do here is just to spread awareness and let more people know about this art form because yeah it's still quite it's, it's still not as, as popular here I don't think not yet at least so the five people in Singapore do you guys meet on a regular um, basis or how do you commun- I, I'm a little shy so I'm really bad at initiating uh, meetings but Jasmine was really really great <laughs> ja- Jasmine was I think the first one who initiated like a uh, a gathering and allowed me to like really meet more of the paper florists and, and yeah I think you just need that one person who you know <laughs> stand up and be like yes let's meet and the rest is history so I'm really grateful to Jasmine she's she's been you know just such a like, a great friend Jasmine's been wonderful she's we've had her on the podcast yeah. just a couple of weeks ago and just a gangbuster doing so well and in Korea so right now it's amazing. I mean she you know she's in a different country she's dealing with all these new and foreign 
foreign elements I don't know how she does it like I'm so comfortable in my own country and uh, the fact that she has to do it somewhere mm-hmm. else is just amazing it really is just amazing okay one of the things uh, I'm really curious about because you're really known for uh, your workshops tell us about I love how you're sharing it on Instagram and your posts and your stories how are you able to do such an amazing workshop and get oh, the word oh, out maybe it helps because Singapore is, is so small <laughs> right yeah that does help because uh, I mean because Singapore when you like if you travel from one end to the other end it's not going to take more than one hour by car I don't think so I think in that sense it's easier to it's easier for participants to travel like you don't have to worry about commuting mm-hmm. workshop I think I always wanted to do workshops when I started my my brand because I, I kind of like teaching a lot and I know it's important for because crafting is such a personal thing and you don't really meet people while you're crafting so workshops is a great way to socialize and and get the word out have more people learn about this craft yeah I, I think it's also great because Singapore has this workshop culture um, especially people from my generation the the 20s and 30s or in the 20s and 30s they do you know that there is a trend for for us to go and attend workshops like one-off workshop so when I first started I think things like calligraphy and watercolor painting was very much in trend and everyone was uh, conducting workshops and I was just like okay you know maybe I can introduce something new so I tried it out and I think it was a bit difficult at the beginning like I remember my first workshop I only had maybe two people show up which was was you know it wasn't as encouraging as maybe having a whole class but it was a really great kind of learning experience and then from there, I just told myself I should just keep doing this a bit more regularly just to like, you know, train up and get comfortable with conducting workshops about, you know, knowing how to teach, knowing how to market workshop. And yeah, I just been doing like seasonal workshop. I know some um, other artists, they might be doing more regular workshops like every month or every week, but because I don't have a a permanent space where I can teach out of. So I'm usually just usually looking around for spaces to rent and then I will, you know, blast out my workshops. So that's another tricky point about Singapore because rental is very expensive here. Mm. So if I could have my own studio, I would, but uh, unfortunately <laughs> I can't really afford it right now. So yeah, sometimes holding workshops can be tricky because you need to cover your rental costs and you need to make sure that enough people sign up. You have to market it. So I wouldn't say it's the, the easiest thing to do, but it is so it's, you know, I, I do enjoy it. So I try my best to uh, host workshop from time to time. Yeah, that's wonderful. Do you find your students come to your workshops uh, to learn for a purpose, like because they want to either get into the hobby or right. they want to make flowers for their weddings or yeah. gifts? What do you find? Like, what kind of students do you normally get signing up for your workshops? Um, a lot of them, like, I think they just want to make something pretty as a gift, or they are kind of preparing for a wedding, like you said. There are a handful who are very interested in this craft. And, you know, are more serious, like they'll actually buy the books and, you know, they talk to me about the paper types and which which books to read, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah, there are these two types, but I would think the majority of them are just, they just want to do something fun and make something pretty and then bring it home. Yeah. Elaine, yes. what would you say is the most challenging part of running your own business? 
in Singapore as a paper florist? I mean, there's so that's so many factors already. What's in your opinion the most challenging thing that you faced? For me personally, I mean, there are so many challenges, right? Like starting your own business and being an artist and, and a business owner at the same time. But for me, it's like I think in Singapore, especially because we are such um, you know, we are we are a very fast-paced society. So I, I've been brought up, I've been brought up in like the good schools, and it's always like, okay, when you grow up, you gotta be a doctor or a lawyer and stuff like that. So I never thought being a full-time crafter or artist was an option for me. I never considered it until you know I got into the working world and I was like, oh, this is it. Like <laughs> why do I feel like this? You know, I this sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, no offense to people in my past company, but you know, I, I just didn't have that sense of fulfillment. And I think there was always like that inner artist in me who just really wanted to make something with my hands and you know have that sense of fulfillment so the biggest challenge I think was just overcoming that fear of um, people not understanding and not accepting my career choice because mm-hmm. for me I am really like the exception here like I don't have a lot of friends who are you know their own bosses who are freelancers and they don't really get it you know, it's, mm. it's really like, you know, we are kind of like a very much a very conservative Asian society. A lot of priority is or a lot of stock is given to, you know, how much money you make, what your status is and all that. So when I tell people, oh yeah, I just have my own paper flower business. You know, I get a lot of raised eyebrows. I get a lot of <laughs> question marks like, what? Wait, wait, oh, okay, <laughs> are you serious? So I, I definitely felt I wasn't taken very seriously when I first started out. And that was a big um, hurdle for me because mm-hmm. I'm generally quite a self-conscious person too so (laughs) having to start out you know this on my own and not having a lot of you know people accepting and understanding it it didn't really boost my Mm self-confidence but uh, I'm so thankful that right now I can kind of prove them wrong you know I can kind of show them like oh hey you know I do have some measure of success and I am very very happy and I feel very fulfilled so yeah the biggest challenge was just kind of getting over that hurdle of you know not feeling that this was a a, a right choice I guess because it wasn't very accepted and I was afraid that people would look down on me and question me so yeah that that was definitely a challenge yeah I feel like a lot of people even in the U.S. they have this feeling where friends and family they're kind of like what do you do you're yeah. a crafter and how are you able to bring in money? And it's really interesting. I think a, a lot of component is like when you do sell craft to your friends or family, they're, they always expect a like oh, a yes. discount or a little price. And you're like, but I spent right. hours on this. I am myself less than minimum wage to give you a product that if I sold to a regular retail, I could get a full price for. And I feel like of all the people, friends and family should value you even more and not ask for a discount. And so, but then the guilty part of as being a friend, you're like, oh, let me mark it down. You also have that component too. And so it's just kind of like a battle. Like you have to find yes. worth and value yourself yeah. in that. I think that's that's the hard mm-hmm. part because how do you put you know value on your your time and your designs it's so hard to put a price on that yeah, yeah. I always thought in the U.S. it was so much better because there's such a big crafting community that I thought everyone would you know be a more open and accepting to um, a crafting career I wish that was the case <laughs> but I, I think as you talk to I know <laughs> but I think if you talk to right. other paper floors I think you're going to hear that same story no, over oh. and over and yeah I know okay. hopefully I mean it's changing I feel like what we're doing right now what we're talking about what we're showcasing and getting more and more yes. face value yes. in the industry it's 
giving that credibility that paper flowers is more than just a craft. It's an art form. I want to take my hat off to you because you've taken that to the next level. You've done so many amazing projects with like Heads and some Mm -hmm. other amazing high-end brand. Can you talk about a little bit about that? How you got that and how you're able to like match your brand with what they're doing? I think those those were all, you know, really great kind of blessings to me too. Like I wasn't expecting them. I think um, I do get a few people asking me like, oh, how did you, you know, get in touch with these brands? Like, do you reach out to them? And the, the honest answer is no, I didn't do anything. I, I just think, again, Singapore is so small that if you Google, you know, paper flowers, Singapore, there's only a handful of websites that will pop up. So I'm, I'm just lucky that my website is one of them and they, you know, kind of found me to be a good fit. So usually it's all, it, it starts off with just one email and then we'll discuss what they need and what I can provide. And then after that, it's just, you know, it goes on from there. But I, I do want to emphasize it's not all glamorous and stuff. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Are the so least glamorous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be honest. On the outside, it's very yeah. glamorous. Yes, it but looks great. And my personal experience is the timelines oh that they give you are ridiculous. Yeah. And the expectations. Yes. And yes. the communication. And then some, some brands are great at paying yes. and some are just you've got to be kidding me, you know, like, yeah. And then you'll respond right away and they'll be like, weeks later, like, oh, I guess they dropped yeah. me. And then last minute, right? And then they come back. It's like, yes. So and then you're like, only one is left. I think it's, it's all the same. It's universal. And I'm kind of used to it. Like the payment thing, I, I've just the dice that, okay, I'm going to make it my payment policy. I'm going to make it like a, a three month payment term. So yeah, three months. You're very oh, generous. But I just, so I just hate generous. to them, you know, it's, it's, uh, it stresses me out to have to like type an email like, oh, hey, where's my money? You know, I, I don't want to do that. So yes, I, just, exactly. I, I decided like I'm going to let it go and I'm just going to do it like, okay, you can pay me in three months. I, I think that's more than enough time. So wow. yeah. You I are very generous. That. Do you ever get nervous about running out of paper? I mean, oh. here in Canada... I get so nervous when I get a big order because I'm like, I have to make sure I have the paper because like Quinn said, they're going to like hold off until the very end before they say, okay, it's been approved, confirmed, here's your money. And it's like two weeks. And what if I run out of paper? Because I got to ship everything in too. And you, you're in Singapore, like shipping from Italy or the US to Singapore. Like that takes time. Yeah, Yeah, it does. So usually I just... I just tell them straight, like I tell these brands straight, like, oh, hey, you know, I do have to ship in my stock. So you have to give me this amount of time to prepare. And, you know, if they if they can't meet those, if they can't give me that time, then I'll have to say no, you know. I think, yeah, I think right now I am better at saying no. Like last time when I first started, I'm all about, yes, I'll do anything for you, no matter the, mon- the amount yeah. of money. But, but now I think, you know, it's important to, yeah, put value on your time and your worth. So if they're not giving me enough time, I'll just kind of like, gently kind of say like oh I'm sorry I can't I'm not a good fit for you maybe you can look for someone else so yeah I do get anxious about the paper it's (laughs) one of the stressing points for me (laughs) I I haven't had any problems with it because I think Katotanika Rossi because I I buy straight from Katotanika Rossi and they have this amazing like three-day shipping which is really oh wow oh that's awesome um, there are only two options they only have three-day shipping and seven-day shipping so 
Um, uh, very interestingly, I don't know if other people know this, but if you compare the prices, their three-day shipping is cheaper than their seven-day shipping. I, I don't know why, but yeah. it's something like, I think it's a <laughs> something's wrong with their website. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like this. We should but, tell them this. Anyone buying from Gigas, <laughs> Just make sure you check both shipping options and see which yeah. price is cheaper. Usually when I buy it, the three-day shipping option is cheaper. So I just be like, okay, three days is great. So yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. Never, amazing tip. <laughs> amazing never, tip. Never had, to, um, uh, never had a bad experience with the shipping so far. Yeah, they're wonderful to work with. I know Mike Vincent from Cart Finney is heading there in Such October to job. visit oh my them. Gosh. <laughs> I know. I, I want right? to Like, I want to see how the paper's made. I want to like choose the colors. That's such a fun job. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. it would be so much fun, and also to be able yeah. to name the colors. I think oh, that gosh. would be such a fun job. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you ever get a chance, you should definitely meet with Mike Benson. We had mm-hmm. such a blast meeting with him yeah. at the masterclass, and I, I feel like he's a friend yeah, now. I, I your podcast with him. He's such yeah, a no, he's a guy. He's, yeah. he's so generous. Yeah. And he really is like a great he friend is. to all of us in our community. Like he just really wants to support us. Obviously mm-hmm. it's mutual, mutually yeah. beneficial, but like he's genuine about it, you know, and he's willing to, to collaborate with us or it doesn't matter what level you're at. You know, you don't have to be particularly, you know, famous for him to want to work with you. He really wants to just support everyone. I mean, that's, yeah. he's, yeah, he's great. And he's funny as hell. Yep. And he's yeah. so easy to talk to. <laughs> Yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> he is very attractive. The things that just comes out of his mouth is hilarious. And I think it's kind of cool to have, you know, one guy. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not like... No, it is true. Right. <laughs> we, are, we are definitely a female-dominated um, yeah. industry. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yes. It's just cool to have like one guy yeah. be like, okay, yeah, I'm interested in quick paper too. <laughs> and it's so funny because I feel like we know we know all the guys that are paper floors. We're like, we can name them off and like, yes, we know who you're, exactly who you're talking to because there's such a small handful of guys yeah. in our industry but it's so much fun they're so yes. talented yeah Eileen I just want to say I hope I get to meet you in Singapore or in Korea or in the United States will you ever leave Singapore do you ever yeah. vacation I feel like you never <laughs> vacation um I am actually planning a trip to the U.S. um next year because my okay. one of my friends is getting married in Maine so I'm oh. to travel oh. around the state and I, you know I'll definitely try to drop by as many places as I can to meet people but will you hit the west I, coast I, I'm not sure yet. I, I, I hope so because uh, I, I study in Berkeley so it's nice to kind of go back and go back to San Fran because San Fran mm-hmm. has a lot of like I, I'm very like oh, I miss San Fran a lot so it'll be great to go back to San Francisco and I also love Seattle when I visited I mean even though it rains <laughs> a lot I kind of just love the <laughs> it's so romantic you know the rain and, oh so cool Oh, I, I do hope. Not unless you live here. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if I could, I, I would definitely, but I have to like, you know, think about the logistics of it. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully I can Exactly. Meet it yeah. is expensive. Yeah. Well, let me know. I will try my best. If you even go down to the Bay Area, I would love to come yeah. down and I see mean, you. I think it's so cool that you guys are doing like these international paper flowers workshops. I think like that must be such a logistically, it's such a daunting task, right? <laughs> to book a venue, to coordinate. And you have all these people flying in, which is really, really cool. But I, I don't know. It just sounds like a very daunting, incredible headache. <laughs> There's so much background yeah. logistic on putting 
putting something like this together. It takes months, like literally Priscilla, Jesse, and I, we were meeting once or twice a week and we would work for several hours Mm -hmm. all together, pulling all these components together and doing our own jobs. jobs. It's it's crazy. I don't know how you ladies do it. That's blows my mind. It was a great partnership. Even though Priscilla has moved on, she's now a teacher at a, I believe in her elementary school where her daughter attends. And so, but it's, it's been, I mean, she was wonderful. She Mm -hmm. balances out and we all put oh, something yeah. to the table. And so now, I was wondering yeah. about that. I, cause I, you know, she I, show up? Yeah, <laughs> I thought maybe she's busy and she has something on. So she's not like, is she, is she not doing this anymore? Not making flowers? Well, she's doing okay. some of it. She's doing it as a minor part time. I think one commission or one oh. job at a time. So she's very choosy about her commission. And also she's want to focus oh. more on our family oh. right now. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. I, that might be a bit more work for you too. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I just like, but if we come back. I know. Just help on something. Oh. <laughs> I wish Priscilla would get pregnant again. If you're listening, Priscilla, get pregnant and join us Yeah, I, I was wondering about that, but I didn't like, I was a bit shy to ask about it because I didn't want to like be like, oh, yo, what, where's everyone? You know, like, but, but no, thank you for telling me. I was like, oh, that explains it. Okay. Uh, but I hope she's she's happy yeah. and doing well as well. Yeah, she seems so much more happy because she was working <gasps> like yeah, a mad has. woman. She was working easily, I would say 12, 14 <gasps> hours a day. No. Just working. Wake up. She wakes up at five o'clock in the morning, work and then take her, her child to school and then come back, work all day, make dinner. And then after she puts her daughter to bed, she's back working again. And she's doing oh this gosh. seven days a week. And she, her commissions when she was doing it, it was like eight weeks out because she wasn't able to catch up, Shoot. which is oh, ridiculous. No. I mean, that's another thing I admire about you ladies is that you, you have families, you have kids. Like I'm... I, I'm still single. I have no husband, no kid. And sometimes it's already very hectic for me. So I can't imagine that, you know, if when I get married and I have a kid, like I don't know how I'll be able to deal with it. So you guys are like super women for me. I really don't know how. <laughs> you managed to just juggle all, all these things. It's, it's incredible. I think you manage. But I definitely think Priscilla was working way too much for her to have find balance. Okay. You know, I mean, she, her family was like, she has a lot of extended family in oh. Virginia. And so they were demanding a lot of her time. We were noticing that a lot and she was rushing out. And so I think, I think she made a, you know, good choice okay. to kind of, you know, slow it down, at least the yeah. paper form part. Okay. If not anything else. But I think like, honestly, I think women are amazing. Like we have yeah. so many hats. We're great multitaskers. We're able to take on a lot of things. I mean, even like Quinn's like super stressed, but she can still get things down. She can still function without being like, you know, a man child. <laughs> we still have to take care of our other, you know, our significant other, our dogs, our kids, yes. you know, run the household and run a business. Yeah. I think we are kind of like, super women in a way yeah. uh, but at some point like if it's too overwhelming like you you got to stop right yeah. like there has to be a time when you stop reflect and decide you know can I be superwoman like 24 right. 7 for 10 10 years probably yeah. not yeah. so but yeah no I think a lot of uh, paper flower artists started off you know with a full-time job they picked up the craft and then they they, they want to transition and it's such a difficult decision of how to it do is. that it's, it's such and a brave choice to there may be a yeah. time when they decide you know this is too much or I'm not earning that for it. so when do you you know shift back so I mean you're 
story was really interesting. You had a full-time job and you picked up a hobby and you, despite what your expectations or your parents' expectations or cultural expectations are, yeah. you decided to go ahead, uh, follow your heart, your gut and craft. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. That that takes a lot of guts and confidence. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, I'm very, very blessed that it's all worked out. So that I can kind of be like, yeah, prove you wrong. But um, yeah, I, I'm just really, I'm really glad it, it's turned out, you know, good. But I, I mean, I do still, you know, think about the future because I do get questions that are like, oh, are you planning to do this for like the next five years or 10 years? And the honest truth is, yeah, it's I mean, like if you stayed in your job, people would never ask you, are you going to continue working here for right, five years? Right. Be a teacher for five years. Like, I, yeah, you know? I just think there's a lot of like skeptics in the world, which is, which is fine because I think the world has made us into such. Yeah, I do get those questions and, and the honest truth is I really don't know. I'm just going to see how far this takes me. And, you know, if I do need to, you know, make a decision for whatever reason to change or transition back to a full-time nine-to-five job, then I, I will. But for now, it's it's good it's going great so yeah I'll just be making flowers until I die hopefully <laughs> we'll see I don't know the trends change as well like I like right now everyone's like um, warming up to paper flowers at least in Singapore um, the, the interest is growing but you know it's very hard to say in the next five ten years what's going to happen so yeah we, we shall see <laughs> yes I say ride the high as it's going right now and it's so great that we're growing yeah it's so great well thank you so much Eileen it was such a pleasure talking to you and I seriously hope that we will be able to meet okay. next year somewhere in the United States <laughs> if we can <laughs> if not I'll fly over to I mean, yeah. Asia if you have another uh, another international big conference or something I will try to come over like I'll try my best <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. it could be in Singapore <laughs> it could it really I don't know it's, it's expensive here <laughs> but, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely I, I think you know in, in the future I think there will be much more possibilities. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you for your time. Like, I'm very grateful that you guys like pulled out time from your busy schedules to um, chat with me. That's really cool. 